0: On a calm patch of the Salton Sea, water ripples away from the sides of a slowly rocking sailboat with beautiful blue sails. Slight waves crash gently against a small stone outcropping, the starting place of Jean's trial. Oh jeez, was he supposed to fall in? Is that part of it? Yes sir, that's part of it. Should, Should I leave? Things go well for it shouldn't matter. But if you like them, I'll uh, stay just in case. Uh, okay. An inky black form slips from the sleeve of the deep walker and into the depths below. Uh, keep an eye on. lead in, or do you want me to lead in? Um, I can lead in. Okay. How do I? What's the typical lead in? Uh, it would be like, "Hello, welcome to side. Uh, this is Side Character Quest. I, I'm your guest, Daryl, and uh, with me today is the host, uh, Ty. Or uh, you can do any sort of thing. That's the the basic thing. Okay. Hello, and welcome back to Side Character Quest. I'm your side character guest, Daryl, and today I'm telling Ty that. My wife is pregnant. That is amazing, Daryl. Yeah. And you know why that's amazing? Because I just forgot that I have a cold open planned. Oh, sick. So we're gonna hop <laughs> back, record the cold open, and then we're gonna pick up right back here. So okay. for the listeners, they'll have heard the cold open, then they'll hear this, and then cold they'll open hear a pause. Intro, and then we'll 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 go back to what is after that pause <laughs> for it. us. So one <laughs> yeah, yeah. moment. I'm glad you already knew that news, So it wasn't, <laughs> you were like, oh, and then, uh, okay. And then we're gonna pick up right back uh, where we left off. Oh my God, yo, baby! <laughs> <laughs> yep. What? Aw oh, man, are you excited? Yeah, we're very excited. <laughs> It'd be awful if you said no. I asked a question where the there was one right answer yeah. and you nailed it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. You can't you can't say anything else. unless you ask Eli, in which case he's been telling me to leave to buy a pack of cigarettes and move in with him for the next 18 years. Am, am I uh, right in remembering that you sold your firstborn, or you bet your firstborn in a game of Magic the Gathering against Eli? Um, the soul of my firstborn. The soul. Okay, so mm-hmm. you get to keep the physical body, but he gets to, like, yes. get, like, a little phylactery. Is that the word? It... I don't know, but it upsets me. Um... <laughs> The deal is made at a time when uh, children seemed like a a distant um, thing, but as anyone who's ever spoke uh, to Eli multiple times knows, uh, he remembers everything that you've ever said to him. Uh, it, it's it's funny because it is such a classic uh, fae court story where you like sell your firstborn to some fairy and then you're like, oh, this is never going to it's never going to matter. I'm never going to care about children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, reading those stories, you're always like, how, how how does this happen? Like, why would anyone ever agree to this? And it's like, well, here we are. Yep. So now now I'm a cautionary tale. Don't bet <laughs> with the eye. Don't, don't bet with Eli. Uh, Alright, so, uh, do you have any questions before we roll into the show? Uh, I'm trying to remember what happened. I found a dude, he sailed me out to the sea, and then I got on a rock that came out of the ocean. Um, and then I got some goggles? Yes, you got some goggles. I will drop Goggles them. of identification. Cast Identify as a ritual without material components. There's more to it than that. Where are these goggles can you use them to investigate magical properties, people, objects, and places that they can see. At the DM's discretion, you can use the goggles to gain advantage on relevant perception, investigation, or arcana checks. Sick. What color are the lenses? Oh, can they be red and blue like those those cheap 3D glasses from when <laughs> we were kids? <laughs> yeah, sure. They can be red and blue. Sick. All right. Got some red and blue (laughs) goggles of identification. (laughs) I'm going to write that down real quick because I will definitely forget. So when I see something magical, it's got that like... It does the opposite of what those glasses do. Like usually you have the red and blue like offset and then you look at it and like it comes Mm -hmm. together. But when you wear these, it, it breaks things apart. Radical. I think I'm ready to go. All right. Sounds good. We will roll right in. As you sink into the water, salt burns your eyes, blinding you for a moment. It rushes around you, fills your mouth, buries your lungs, and you're fine. Touching the skin around your neck, you feel slits, gills, letting the water breathe into you. You hold up your hands and see webbing spread out between your fingers. Uh, How do you feel right now? Um, I feel like I really should have put those goggles on before getting pushed down here. <laughs> um, I feel weird, though. That, like, I'm obviously never used to uh, breathing underwater. Yeah. Do I feel you, like do I should be panicking. I probably like... am panicking. But it's like, it's okay. Okay. It's okay. As you're you're standing there or as you're you're floating in the the water, the gently rocking water, you see another shape sort of form in front of you, maybe 10-15 feet away from you. It appears to be like an inky black um like little maybe an octopus or a cuttlefish. And as it sort of like swirls around it, it slowly sort of gets its bearings and then it flits over to you. Um, does that seem friendly? Uh, Yeah, it seems reasonably friendly um, and it pauses about two feet away from you and then it reaches out one of its little tentacles and just sort of hovers it in your direction. I reach out one of my newly webbed hands and just make contact with it. How are you doing there? Oh, shit. I assume I can talk. As you pull your you pull your finger away, and as you do the this thing's voice like gets cut off very suddenly hmm. as if it needs to be physically touching you to communicate. Uh, unless you have another way to speak, any of your warlock abilities, any of your your fathomless warlock abilities that you are at the correct level to access, you have those in this space. So all of those things are, are available to you. Okay. Yeah, I can just speak underwater, but I don't think I have a way to talk to them. So you can just speak underwater like uh, just in general? Yeah, and they can understand me. All right. If they're also underwater. Let us uh, retcon that then. There's no need for a physical touch. Vroom, that is taken away. Um, it swims over to you, is maybe um, a foot away, and then as you and it are looking at each other. Um, it goes, Hey, how are you doing? Um, I've been better. <laughs> I, I I, think Jean feels uh, uneasy that like, he's hearing things so clearly underwater and, and is able to speak underwater. I know that this can be a little disconcerting, mm-hmm. but if you're going to want to be one of the deep walkers, then. You're going to have to pay a little visit to someone, get their approval. Uh, approval from from who? 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 <laughs> I, mm, I think it's better to find on your own. It's I'm my dad. Just, it, hmm? It's my dad, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it's your father. This is uh, what what one might call a Roman. You're finding your way as a young man in the world. No, I'm just kidding. That's bullshit. I don't know who your dad is. (sighs) I'm just here to observe. Make sure you don't get yourself killed unless you're, well, you you can, I'm not going, I'm not, I'm here to make sure you don't do anything too stupid. Okay. Okay. So there's a risk of death? There shouldn't be unless you do something too stupid. Okay, okay. And what was your name again? Uh, My name is Wheat Pat. Wheat Pat. Wheat Pat. Okay. And again, that's Wheat Pat. (laughs) Yes, that's Wheat Pat. I got it, got it, cool. I'm gonna call you WP. WP, why the W though? (laughs) (laughs) It starts with (laughs) That's wheat, H-U-I-T, space, P-A-T-T-E-S, wheat pot. <laughs> HP it is, HP. Ah, HP. All right, um, I guess lead lead the way then. Oh, I'm not gonna be leading the way, no. Roll me a uh, perception check. alright I'm gonna give you some stuff regardless, like, even a critical fail will tell you something. Um, I got a 6. You got a 6? Damn. <laughs> I I have like um I have a tiered perception check and like the lowest t- there's four tiers. And to get past the bare minimum, you had to get a 7. mean mm, sick. <laughs> yeah, should have put those goggles on. Yeah. Uh so under the water, you, you find yourself in open ocean, there is a very long, wide, craggy, stoned wall ahead of you. It's, it's basically a cliff jutting up from the seafloor deep below and reaching up above sea level. And as your eyes trace the seafloor away from said cliff, the sand drops off, uh, leaving just deep, dark water. And in my notes, uh, I realized that at this point in the description is when I intended for Wheat Pat to show up. Uh, that doesn't happen. <laughs> I was wondering why I didn't write a description of like what it looked like when he appeared. Yeah, uh, that's why it was, it was up here. So yeah, you you see this big stone cliff face in front of you. Deep below, there's that dark water and uh, seafloor. Uh, what do you what do you do? What do you want to check out? I'm realizing now I don't have any way to make light. <laughs> I guess he's just gonna swim in that direction. Uh, he doesn't... Down, you mean? Or towards the cliff face? Yeah, towards towards the cliff for now. I don't have dark vision. Okay. Yeah, looking around, the water, at least to the seafloor, the area you're in is, is pretty bright, pretty reasonably bright. It is very clearly, like, around roughly noon. Like, it is very bright above the sea, and the sunlight is filtering down. It looks like it's only that edge of the seafloor where things start to get actually like hard to, bad visibility. Okay. How far down am I now? Uh, You're maybe like 10 feet down. Okay. Can I, hmm. Can I swim up and put these goggles on and then swim back down? Yeah, sure. You swim up to the surface, and as you do, as your head breaks the surface looking around it's it's very clear you are not in the same place where you entered the water remy and the deep walker are no longer they're they're not in sight of you okay. yeah so now that i have goggles on i feel better um, not I, I didn't have a problem seeing underwater which which mm-hmm. felt weird but it's not it's not stinging yeah yeah so i just swim towards the craggy wall and i guess i find it way easier than Normal swimming is with my my newly webbed hands. Yeah, I think we had uh, we had talked about what you look like at this point as, as sort of like an aquatic iguana kind of deal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So approaching the approaching the cliff face, are you staying above water as you approach? Or are you just like dipping down like a couple feet? No, I I, I I think I go back down maybe maybe like twenty feet. Okay. Just like a slow descent towards it. Yeah, so as you approach the cliff, you can see from, at the angle that you're approaching at, uh, you can see the top of it has a palm tree just sort of peeking out over the edge. Let's see, what else would you have noticed? And down a ways along the bottom of the cliff face, you see coral and uh, seaweed, kelp, that sort of stuff. And the palm tree sticking out of the water. Yeah, the palm tree is oh. sticking is on the top of the cliff, on the shore of the cliff. Basically, the cliff the cliff is is like relative to the sea floor. It is a cliff. Okay, it is only like a couple of feet above the surface of the water. So like you could reasonably climb onto it if you wanted to. Got it. It's not like a hundred foot tall cliff face that you'd have to like scale. I was picturing this as like a a trench in the ocean. No, no. At first, but got it. This is, from from the angle that you are at right now, it looks like you are approaching the edge of an island. Okay. Yeah, I think I just stay underwater as I approach Mm because it's cool. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I've always felt attached to the the sea, but I've never been able to, you know, live, live in it this, quite this way. So um, I swim towards this seemingly island, um, just enjoying enjoying my new ability. And I would like to get out when I get to the wall. You're going to go on to the uh, top or you're just going to go up to the wall? Um, I think up to the wall and just kind of check it out before I... Climb out see if there's anything worthwhile up there. Okay. Uh, as you get up to the wall and uh, roll me another perception check. That's a two. <laughs> it's so low. Um, yeah, I mean, you're, you're kind of uh, really living in that. Can I? I have the goggles on. Can I roll with advantage? Uh, yeah, and I'll give you, this second one will be based off of, like, what you could see sort of magically. Okay. As opposed to just general perception. That is a crit 20. (laughs) So, looking through these goggles, uh, the red and the blue just sort of overlaying, you see just lots of magic swirling around you. It, this place feels like it is is—it is pulsing with some sort of magical energy that you get the senses uh, drawing you downward. Um, with a crit 20, though, I will give you some extra information. Um, one, uh, looking around, you see wheat is just sort of, or HP is just sort of flitting beside you, following you as you move along, and you can tell that he is a magical creature, perhaps obvious by the fact that he was able to speak with you, despite being an octopus. He is some sort of magical creature. He's not just like a regular octopus. I got a bet from when he just appeared out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the final thing that I'll give you is, off in the distance you see, you, you see just like a little hint of, of magical aura. It was, it's barely enough to even notice. But with the crit 20, you, uh, your eyes sort of snap in that direction and you see a boat rocking maybe 300 feet out, like a big sailboat. And that's, that's sort of away from the cliff. Okay. But you said the magic felt like it was downward? Yes, the magic felt like it was down. The, the really powerful sort of pulsing magic, that feels like it is going downward. You can feel like, the, like a current of magic going downward. Down the Great. cliff face. Um, so Jean is gonna um, look downwards and then swim towards the boat. I'm, <laughs>
1: I'm
0: kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> he's gonna. Um, you can totally do that, by the way. I'm not. I'm not stopping that. Like that is. No, I think I think okay. Jean would be Jean um, would be more intrigued by the the current of magical energy. Like that's that's what he's come here for. Like he's gonna he's gonna follow that. Gotcha. Heading downward, uh, you see the coral, you see uh, some fish swimming around, you see uh, a yellow eel sort of spiral up, and you see uh, sort of peeking up from the seaweed. From behind the seaweed, you see a large crack on the cliff face. Does it look like big enough that it could fit into it? Uh, The very top of it does not. Heading downward, though, you see that it it is slowly getting wider. It's very long, but it's very thin. Okay. And so you assume that it, it probably, if you follow it down, all the way down, there, it might get wide enough for you to squeeze through. I assume you do so? Yeah. Okay. Heading down, you see that it is sort of blocked off by this large fan-shaped coral that is bright orange. Hmm. Coral is... Do I just break the coral? Fuck the environment. Eli would love that. <laughs> I was thinking about that. Um, yeah, I think Jean is too interested to care about Eli's feelings right now, and he would he would try and break some of the coral off. Again. Not like destroy it all, but like yeah. Just try and If he needs to break a little piece to like get by into it, he's he's gonna. How are you? How are you breaking? Something. Are you using like like? Do you have like rocks or something, or are you just pull grabbing it and pulling it? Or I like think that? I would just kind of like pull by it, and then if something happens, just snap. Like he's okay. Uh, roll me a Constitution saving throw. Oh, I looked at my charisma. It was plus seven, but only plus three, so twelve. Oh, 12. Uh, You have just managed to to not get terribly hurt by this. Um, Let's see. You still take uh, one poison damage and your hand stings really bad as you touch this orange coral. But because you passed, I will also uh, let you roll a strength check to see if you can pull it uh, and break it open. Sure can't. I rolled a two, plus two. (laughs) You are not able to pull this down. Um, You do see, you know, as you, your hand stings, and you you tried to rip it down. You swim backwards a little bit, um, get a better look at it, and you can see that there are like openings large enough that you could maybe squeeze through, mm-hmm. um, but it might require you know dex check. Alternatively, you could try breaking it some other way. Uh, options like there's there's definitely an opening that is big enough that a humanoid could crawl through, but you would have to touch the coral right now. Remind me how warlocks um, spell casting. Yeah, so I have to cast all my spells at the highest level. But I do I get them back with short rests? You get them back with short rests. Uh, you can use cantrips whenever the hell. Got it. Yeah, hmm. you could always uh, you could always use a spell and then go take a short rest on the beach. Well, I would be if I. That would not be an option. <laughs> If I use the spell I want. Oh. Um, oh, interesting. Okay, I'm very... I Hold If you don't end up using that, I do need to know what that was later. <laughs> okay. Um, so I just feel like imbued with magical energy now that I'm down here. Yeah, you feel more in tune with like the ocean than you have in your life. Okay, so I think Jean... Swims down to the bottom and and kind of settles there and looks tries to look like through the coral past the coral to where he wants to be, mm-hmm. and then closes closes his eyes, and just thinks about being on the other side, and then casts Misty Step. Ooh, oh, fun. Okay, yeah. What? Read me what Misty Step does exactly. Briefly surrounded by a silvery mist, you teleport up to thirty feet to an unoccupied space that you can see. That's really cool. Uh, do you have any preference for how that looks flavor-wise? Like I'm, I'm picturing it sort of look looking like the ink that like a octopus like sprays out, you just burst into that plume. Yeah. yeah, yeah that works. Cool. So yeah, you erupt into this sort of plume and then the current carries you over to the other side of this fire coral. Uh, hey, that's what it was. Sick. <laughs> and uh, you reform on the other side um, in this, just past this crack. Like I said before, the crack is large enough for a person to, to fit through, but not comfortably and not without possibly touching that stuff. While you're doing that, roll me an arcana check with advantage. I'm just, because you were asking about sort of like your relationship with this space and with these abilities. Uh, so I feel like that's something John is thinking about right now. Um, what I have found out about my character since we started playing is that if you ask me to roll about knowing things, it <laughs> <laughs> doesn't go well. But I did roll an 18 this time. Nice, okay. Basically what I was hoping to give you is that uh, right now you feel like you have been temporarily gifted with whatever pact powers the Deep Walkers. Um, and if you were to leave this place without their, in d terms, their patron making that pact permanent, then you would lose this, um, and you can sort of tell that as you, you look at your hands uh, with your goggles, you can sort of see the aura like not quite meshing with you. It's sort of uh, separating and then reforming and separating and reforming. Gotcha. But yeah, you have entered past this crack, you solved my crack test. <laughs> so uh, as you your body reforms into, in this space, um, it, it feels like you are forming uh, in a void. but then you're, it, it doesn't take too long for your eyes to adjust to the green light. That's a combination of the glowing blue stone that's sort of built into this, into the wall on the inside of this cliff, uh, this sort of island, Um, and also the luminous yellow eels that are spiraling in this column-like space. The column of space, that of open uh, water that this has opened into I'm not going to have you roll for this. You know, had you do a lot of perception checks. Uh, <laughs> you can see deep below you uh, something moving in the darkness. And you can also see that above you, there's a surface to the water. Um, so there must be an air pocket up there. Okay. So I came into a crack and I can go up or down. Yeah, and looking around, you also see a third option. An opening sort of a, a tunnel-like shape. That is just going. That is on your level. So there is a, a lower section, upper section, middle section. Okay. Um, do I, f- do I still feel that magical current at all, or was that just while I was outside? And now that I'm in here, it's kind of omnipresent. It is. It feels like it is everywhere. Um, but if you want to roll, you could roll an investigation check with advantage because you're looking for magical stuff with your goggles. Okay, I will do that. Ooh, 19. 19, um, so you can still, uh, looking through your goggles, you can see that this current, this sort of breathing pulsing current is coming from that path directly ahead of you. With the 19, I'll also tell you that you can see some other unusual Magical aura in that darkness lower down. Unusual, like like it I'm doesn't easy about it, or just like different than. I, I would say it, it feels um, it feels whereas the main current feels like it is very. It feels very natural to this area. The other thing that you are seeing doesn't seem to mesh. It feels very separate. Okay. By the way, all this time, uh, Wheat Pat has just been following you around and flitting around. Gotcha. He is right now this dark black shape spiraling alongside the luminous eels. HP, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, you know, it's nice to get back here every once in a while. Feels good. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, you have, you have any ideas about what you, what you want to do next? I feel like the right way is straight, Um, but I'm curious. Uh, So I think I'm going to check out above. Oh, yes. Well, that's probably a good idea. Uh, He says with a smile in his voice. Would you care to elaborate, HP? Oh, I'm just... I I, I feel that uh, whoever you're going to see, it's... You know, when you when you go to a friend's house, it's nice to bring a, a fine bottle of wine for your host. Is it? I'm a child. Ah, sorry, you, all, you It's hard to tell. Uh, you're so big that you're big compared to me. You know. I forget how old I said I was. I the believe 17? <laughs> I believe you said you were fourteen, um, uh, but I'm not sure. I, I'm I sort of. I a, think I was definitely not the age where I'm like bringing bottles of wine to people's houses. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Cool. All right. Yeah. So I'm going to swim upwards to check that out. Okay. Um, so <laughs> going up, you see that the water, you know, does end um, maybe like halfway up this column space. And you see a he- uh, above you you see just water dripping down from the ceiling, and you see an opening where there is a rope ladder hanging down, but that rope ladder breaks off maybe 10 feet from the lip of, the, of that opening to that other space. Um, does that does the description make sense? Um. Okay, surface of water, 30 feet above that surface of water, there is a rope ladder, 10 feet above that is an opening to some other space. Got it. And then then there's the roof of the chamber that you're in, of this air pocket. Okay. Um, does it look like uh, the wall is climbable at all? Uh, other than the ladder? Mm-hmm. To get to the ladder. Yeah, uh, roll me a investigation. Um, five. <laughs> uh, you kind of get the impression that maybe you could... Like, you could try. Um, it looks pretty slick. You really feel like the ladder should probably have been pretty, a lot longer than it is, you know? Because it does not look uh, like you are could easily climb up. All right. Um, I don't know if this is dumb or not. If I... Okay, so I have Ray of Frost. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Can I cast it at the wall just to try and, like, freeze... I, I think that is um, ridiculous, but I also want you to try. Uh, I would say, you you can go for it. Um, mm-hmm. What are the, what is exactly what is exactly what Ray of Frost says, and we'll see how we can make this into a check. Okay, so it's a frigid beam of blue white light streaks toward a creature within range. Make a rain spell attack against the target. On a hit, it takes cold damage. Um, and speed is reduced. So my idea is I want to reduce the slickness and maybe, like, freeze some water. like And holds? Create some better holds that, that I can okay. uh, deal with. I will say that there, this is going to be a DC 18 Arcana. And then if you get it, then it'll make this a potential thing that you could do with, like, an athletics check. Much easier athletics check. Okay. That's a great one. So you don't fully bring your. How, how do you fuck this up? <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think. I was about to tell. I'm you. like, I'm thinking about the plan, and I, I go to raise my hand, and it just goes off. Like I was thinking about it too much before I aimed it, and it just kind of froze the water around me. Okay. Uh, roll me, whatever the cold damage would be for for that. Okay. Um. I do have resistance to cold, Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I don't want to accidentally kill you. It is still 2... It's 2d8, so that's 7. Okay. So I guess 4 or 3? Uh, you can do 3. Half damage is fine, I think. Great. Right. Um, that went well. Um, that went well. Jean was just about to look around to see if anyone saw that. <laughs> I... Okay. He swims towards the wall and just tries to climb it. Right. Anyways. Roll me a uh, athletics check. Yeah. This is gonna be um this this is gonna be really high. <laughs> that was gonna be that was gonna be a, a cool thing if it had worked. That would have been. But it's still a cool thing. Um, athletics? Dirty twenty. Ooh, dirty twenty. I was <laughs> Legitimately that was the the bar that I was setting is a 20 nice. Um, Yeah, you are able to um, Scrabble your way up. It is is very tight very difficult very slip uh, slippy time flies as you Make your way up until you grab on to the bottom rung of the ladder and uh, Manage to pull yourself the last 10 feet or so You were given a look what was that? (laughs) There's another fun cantrip called Shape Water, which, if you read all the bullet points, just lets you freeze water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would have been nice. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Hindsight, that would have been way easier. because um, it lets you shape water into shapes that last for an hour, and then you can freeze them. So I could have made little like icy handholds. Now I'm cool with him doing weird decisions because he's he doesn't know what he can do. So like that was his idea. He's like, I want to freeze. What if I could like do a frost? Like I don't know. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that idea. Uh, oh well, uh, it did not work out. Um, so you start climbing up the, this ladder um, to get to the last little little bit of the way, and then you hit the ledge. And uh, what do you do at that point? I pull myself up. Wheat, by the way, is uh, just hanging out still under the under the water down below. Makes sense. Pulling yourself up onto the ledge, you are basically at the entrance to a dome cave, dome-shaped cave, kind of open space. Uh, You see a bunch of bits and bobs um, all around the space ahead of you. Um, uh, Roll me a perception check again, I'm so sorry. No (laughs) problem. I was trying to think of a way to avoid that, but I feel like it's necessary. Now that I actually got my ability score improvement, I have plus one. Nice. Uh, Eleven. Eleven. Uh, looking around the space, you see, um, you know, lots of different pieces of treasure. There are pieces of gold. There's goblets. There are. There's a cask of wine that looks ancient, like very, very old. There's also uh, swords and other objects littering the ground. There's. Uh, Skeletons, like collapsed, uh, just bodies around uh, this space um, that look like they're wearing uh, sailors' uniforms. Notably, no dragonborn among them. Mm-hmm. And as you're you're looking through this space, uh, one of those skeletons that had been leaning against a wall seems to notice you. And as you are standing there, it draws a um, scimitar from its side and holds it out between itself and you. Um. Hello? And you see its jaw moving, as its head sort of tilts and moves toward you, and it takes a few quick steps forward, holding the sword out between you and it. Okay. Um. I think John's first instinct would not be to fight, so he kind of puts his hands up and, and backs back away a little bit if you can up until the edge of the, the fall yes at that point this thing looks from um, this the skeletal figure uh, who's wearing um, as you you look more at it the clothes that it is wearing uh, are not as tattered as everything else in this space um, it does not look like it is like they are rotting and, and old they do look wet uh, I will say that mm-hmm. but other than that they look like just normal clothes what would it do at this point you find yourself at a bit of an impasse where you are just standing there and this figure is standing there just like very at guard uh what what are you what are you gonna do um okay i think i will read this spell um I guess I'm gonna reach into my pouch, okay, and and feel for one of those um, beach stones that I picked up mm-hmm. near the market. It, it this this figure like eyes walk on on as you do that, and as you pull out a stone, and it's just like just sort of watching, waiting. And I kind of feel the the weight of it in my hand. Mm-hmm. And then Jean throws it real quick. <laughs> And casting magic stone. All right, nice. Roll that for me. And we are uh, entering combat. Oh, God. Um, nine to hit. <laughs> yeah, uh, it pings off, sails past and pings off against the wall of the cavern. And then uh, is there anything else you want to do on your turn real quick? Or do you... That was a bonus action. Um, so I guess seeing that that failed, uh, I will... I think I would cast frostbite. I'm trying to think about like how he would know he can do these things now. I I think we've we've discussed some of these low level magic stuff he already had. That's right. He's he's been like researching that. Yeah, because he 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 had a little bit of a connection thanks to the um token that uh, had been gifted to him by his uncle which had been gift gifted to his uncle by the deep walkers. Gotcha. Cool. I'll try and think of more creative reasons for the bigger spells, because those will be less often. Cool. Um, yeah, so uh, he'll cast Frostbite. The skeleton needs to make a constitution saving throw, as I cause numbing frost to form on one creature that I can see within range. Ooh. Uh, 15 is my save. Okay, so I lose that then, right? Um. So on a failed save, the target takes 1d6 cold damage, which is six, and you have disadvantage on the next weapon attack roll you make before the end of its next turn. All right, so as this- Oh, actually, it's 2d6. Oh, shit. So one extra damage. How how do you do this? Do you like snap your fingers and then Frost like freezes over this person, or what does it look Um, like? Yeah, I think for Frostbite it would, it would be more subtle than like Ray of Frost where he's kind of channeling mm-hmm. it through his hand, but Frostbite would just be more of a, a wave of his hand, I think. And then there's just like little ice crystals forming over the, the person holding the bones uh, in place. You hear them sort of, that ice breaking as this person takes a few quick steps forward um, with their scimitar and slashes out at you uh, uh non natural twenty. Yeah, that hits. Surprise. Eight damage. Oh that not great. <laughs> HP I thought you said it was a good idea up here. Uh you hear um some water sort of splash uh maybe forty feet down. And that's all. Great. I think after being hit with the sword, uh my Dragonborn lineage kind of uh, kicks in a little more and i will do a breath weapon attack nice which is lightning um damage so you make a dexterity saving throw all right dexterity save I think as he like kind of yelps out in pain great. the lightning ray like comes from his mouth i don't know that i've rolled under 15 this whole time uh 17 <sighs> um uh, yeah 14 was the save. Oh, wait, do I have disadvantage Um, on that because of frostbite? uh, I think the disadvantage was on your next weapon attack roll. I don't think I rolled disadvantage with my last attack roll, so I will carry that over. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. Oopsie-doops. But, yeah, so I I, uh, dodge out of the way. Do I still get half on that? Yeah. So it's 3D6, 3d6 halved. That's a lot. Five plus six, 11, halved. So 10, or five. I mean, I'll take 10. With that, this figure uh, tr- basically tries to close the distance and get right up on you, um, sort of feeling like you, they're thinking that you're kind of on the rocks and that you did this out of panic, and so they get in really close and are switching to a dagger that they have on their side and this is gonna have disadvantage because I didn't do that last time. Ooh, good that it was disadvantage. Would have been a nat 20. Instead, it is a, a 12. Oh, armor class 13. Uh, yeah, so this person, um, you know, as they move towards you, they uh, sheath their scimitar and then pull out a dagger, get up right up on you and try to, try to stab you, but the ice sort of locks their elbow and they aren't able to hit you quite right uh, when they miss. So Jean feeling woefully unprepared for this really just wishes he had help, any sort of assistance in a fight. He's never been a fighter, Mm -hmm. but here he is and as he is thinking that a tentacle appears within uh, a 10 foot long tentacle appears behind the skeleton Oh, terrifying. Um, and reaches up and then uh, makes an attack against the skeleton. Oh gosh, does it like like come from the shadows or like what is or is it like forming called, out of the water? Um, it's called Tentacle of the Deep, Deep's Summon. So I think it, I think it just comes. I picture it coming out of like any sort of sitting water. So maybe there's like a puddle Rad. behind the skeleton, and it, it this tentacle just reaches up out of it and and then makes an attack. Terrifying. Um, 18 plus 7, 25. A 25 attack? Yeah, that hits. <laughs> the tentacle's the fighter here. Alright, so that is... D8, so 7 plus 4 cold damage. Oh, so 11 damage? Yes. That's terrifying. And summoning that was a bonus action. Jesus! Um, it lasts for a minute, and then when it's summoned, it makes an attack. Oh, okay. So now I still have an action. Yes. Which I think... The skeleton's like right up on me now. Yes, right? it's right up on you, and you're maybe two feet away from this ledge where you you had come off the uh, where you had climbed up. I think I want to try and grapple it and like push it off the. Okay, uh, strength v strength. Yeah. Do I have, still have disadvantage? That went away after, okay at the end of your turn. All right, then you're gonna be um, upset. I got a, tw- a nineteen plus one twenty. I got a 12 plus 2. All right. So, All right. 14. Uh, yeah, you guys are locked up. He, you are not able to uh, throw him, um, but he will have advantage on his next attack against you. Okay, great. So he, he sort Just of what I pushes you back um, as you grab him and as this this tentacle bursts up, slaps him. Um, then you, while he's distracted, try to like grab onto him to throw him off, but he struggles with that and uh, takes out a his dagger again, tries to hit. Uh, that's a, a non-natural 20. I'm just rolling so good. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Real quick, too. Uh, the tentacle, when you're hit by it, mm-hmm. it reduces your speed by 10 feet. Oh, so it's like still grabbed onto like maybe my leg or something. Yeah, until the start of my next turn. Gotcha. Okay, so you hit... What did you roll? I rolled a uh, non-natural 20. A natural 20. Yeah, that that sure hits. Uh, that'll be five damage. So as as I'm hit, Jean's body just reacts um, suddenly. It, it kind of jolts and, and magical energy bursts out from him as uh, Hellish Rebuke is cast oh. as a reaction. So the creature that damaged me is momentarily surrounded by Hellish Flames, which we can maybe more of that like ink is, uh, yeah or, like with like it it explodes out like that sort of inky blackness that you turned into when you misty stepped maybe that yeah, like yeah. bursts from you and then like swirls around him cool um so then you make a dexterity saving throw do i have a disadvantage because i have the tentacle on me or no uh i don't think so okay um that'll be 14 15 was the save Woo! So I have to count all my d10s. Alright. Um here we go, as you take four d10 damage. Wait, wait, D10? Jesus. Yeah. Okay. That's that's warlocks, I guess. Twenty-three damage. Twenty-three damage. Yeah, it's cast as at third level, because it it's max. So the, max level. You have wiped the floor with this this thing. Uh, describe to me how they are defeated. I think the the Inky inky darkness that came, came out of me as, as this was cast, just kind of surrounds and envelops the, the, those are, those mean the same thing, (laughs) um, (laughs) the bones, and they just kind of constrict, like almost as the ink is like turning solid and just crushes the, ah, and so they become like sort of these, these ink stained shriveled bones, yeah, and then collapse to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and it uh, collapses to the ground. The um, scimitar and the and the dagger skitter across the floor, leaving you alone in this uh, this upper chamber. Oh boy. Um. Yeah. I, Jean kind of takes a minute to get his get his bearings again, and then just takes a deep breath and explores the room. A little more. Cool. Uh, roll me an investigation. Nine. <laughs> uh, yeah, looking around this space, there's lots of like beautiful treasure. There's these um, skeletons on the ground in uniforms, um, old tattered uniforms. There's, like I mentioned before, weapons, um, gold, uh, just all kinds of different stuff. Okay, um, th- is there anywhere out of this room other than the way I came, or is it just just a, a cavern, a uh, small cavern? Not really, this is pretty much it. And, and this also looks like a, I should point out, looks like a relatively naturally formed space, uh, not like this has been carved out special. Okay, so nothing really like super interesting around, just like general loot yeah. stuff. yeah. Okay, um, I think Jean, after being in his first fight ever, um, would kind of hang out up here for a little while and take a short rest before uh, literally diving into the rest of this. <laughs> so he uh, is going to jump down into the waters below, I, or is he going? I think I think I would rest up here. Okay. before jumping down. Gotcha. And he yelled down to HP, like, "Hey, I'm just I'm." I'm gonna need a minute. Just taking a taking a breather. You hear? Um, you look down and just see HP uh, jump out of the water and then splash down without really doing anything else. Great. Uh, I gather I can't speak to him outside the water. No, you cannot. Cool. Yeah. So I'm just gonna hang out here and rest, sort of on the edge. Okay. Yeah. Since you're just sort of taking a short rest up here, hanging out, uh, you kind of get the vibe that like. Hmm, what can, I, what can I tell you? As you're just sort of hanging out in this space, like, resting up, I mean, you, you described this as, like, loot before. Like, this does feel like that. This feels like a, like, these are things that were treasures in this space, right? Mm-hmm. They feel very, um, like, it's just this bounty of nice things. I don't know what to say. What else to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, uh, yeah, you take your short rest. Got it. So I did a short rest and I rolled two of my hit dice out of six. Nice. I rolled sixes on both of them. Nice. Plus six, so healed for eighteen. So I'm full health again. Um, And then I, more importantly, have spell slots again. Okay. I think before jumping down again, Sean would just maybe find the closest pile, maybe like pick up a couple gold or something. Okay. Uh, You said that the closest what? Oh, pile. Uh, pile yeah. Of yeah so um looking around stuff. you find uh, a few pieces of gold put them into your your pocket they, they look like they're they're not any type of coin that you recognize but it gold's gold you know yeah um are there any interesting like pebbles or stones up here uh yes there's there's stone um there's a there's a lot of like that sort of uh black stone uh that is the same sort of um black stone that the cliff face was made out of. There's also you notice a little blue crystal that uh, is the same as the crystals that were forming the wall of the central chamber, the central column um, that were giving off light uh, out there. Okay. And yeah, you could grab that if you wanted. Um, Yeah, I think he'd pick up a little piece of the black stone and just put it in his little little pouch as like a, a little memento. And then Grab the the um, crystal and and look at it. I imagine the the goggles sort of have a um, lenses that that flap down, that flip down so that it's when he wants to use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they turn on. Um, so I think he would flip those down and just kind of inspect the crystal. Okay, roll me. R- and do the identify. Oh, the identify ritual. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we've if we explain this in the recording but those goggles that Daryl got at the end of the last uh, last session. While wearing these goggles, you can cast the Identify spell as a ritual without material components. Um, the lenses of the goggles show impressions of the flow of magic. The wearer of these goggles can use them to investigate the magical properties of people, objects, or places that they can see. At the DM's discretion, you can use the goggles to gain advantage on relevant perception, investigation, or arcana checks. Uh, so yeah, using the Identify spell, so let's see exactly what Identify says. It's a rock. It's a rock. If it is a magic item or some other magic-imbued object, you learn its properties and how to use them, whether it requires attunement and how many charges it has, or if there's any spells affecting it and what they are. Gotcha, yeah. So looking at this this object and, and spending some time to sort of watch the auras of magic shimmering off of it uh, and seeing how it interacts with other auras in this space... Um, you can see that this is resonating with the other stones in the area, um, and they all seem to be gathering magical auras and then amplifying them and sending them off um, in other ran- seemingly random directions. Like, they're they're evoking different magical things. Um, since you're using Identify uh, to do this, I'll also tell you... Um, this appears to be. I'm trying to think of a, a way in universe, like how you would, what you would think about this. Well, okay, I can't think of a, uh, of, of how Jean would think about this, um, but for you, Daryl, this is the same material, the same sort of crystal material that is used in the uh, sending stones mm. in SEQ. Interesting. But it's it's like raw. Unprocessed, very small little shard of it, but it's also glowing. Uh, uh, if you channel some um, energy into it, it'll it can glow light blue, not enough to give you like a light spell or anything like that, but just like a little kind of the brightness a level. Party of, trick, yeah, like a little party trick. Like it, it's the brightness of like one of those little green glow in the dark things that you buy at a museum, you know. Hmm. Um, so like kind of bright the first night you put it up and then it never works again exactly exactly sick yeah. okay um I think he would put that not in his little stone pouch but maybe just in another pocket just to keep because it's interesting yeah yeah this is this does not seem like something that is uh inherently magical it, it's more of like it's directing uh, other magical forces cool. And then I think with that, John would head to the edge and try to dive down. Nice. Into the <laughs> an, waters below. Roll me an acrobatics. Or performance, or well, whichever you think would be better. Um, I don't think he's necessarily trying to do anything crazy, so I'll, I'll stick with that acrobatics. Um, but he's never done a whole lot of diving in his life. Um, <laughs> but he did roll an, a nine. Yeah, I mean, you, you land in the water and uh, you don't fully embarrass yourself. It's like it's not a very good dive, but it's not a belly flop. It's not quite one of those like children dives where they're just like bent over and falling in. But what, what are you? What are you trying to do? Something there? It looked like you might I'm... have been trying to do something there, but then it didn't quite work out. Yeah. I, next time, I think I kick my legs up a little more. Like... Yeah. I didn't, I didn't quite get him behind me. Um, mm. Mm. Next time. Anyway, next time. I don't think I can climb back up there though, so uh, I'm not going to try it again. That's fair. Uh, you you find anything nice up there? I did find a skeleton that tried to kill me. That's okay. What? Uh, uh-huh. So that wasn't great. But do you mean uh, metaphorically? No, a literal skeleton. Well, I've never been up there, so maybe no one's just ever mentioned it before. Yeah. Well, now you know. So next time you tell somebody it's a good idea. Mm. Well, it is now because like, they're gone. I took care of them. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they come back. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. I didn't know it was up there. <laughs> yes, yeah, sure did it. Sure did it. All right. Um, any any hot tips about? this middle passage down here, or more skeletons? As far as I know, uh, there shouldn't be any up uh, down there, but uh, well, that's that's where you're going to go next. I mean, wait, no. Uh, just here to observe. You make your own decisions. Oh, okay. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Um, I do head that, that way. I don't think Sean wants to go down into the depths. Just yet. Um, looking down uh, into the darkness at the bottom of this column, you just see those the same sort of shifting uh, dark shapes and say, fuck that, and continue forward. Here, the Yellow, those yellow eels that have been spiraling around in the water, they do not follow you. Uh, however, the number of blue crystal flecks in the wall, that increases and you find yourself opening up into a large spherical space that unlike the other one, which, which seemed very natural, this does seem like it's been carved out a little bit to make a more perfect round Ball of a room, and on the ground ahead of you, at the bottom of this ball, is a small pile of gold coins and other treasures. And then, um, across from the tunnel that you have that you are entering, across from the entrance to the space, you see an opening that is leading deeper, and you can hear like a a pulse or a breath coming from that direction. Okay, and this is this whole room is underwater. Uh, yes, this whole room is underwater. Got it. And you are just just floating, um, sort of in the the entrance of this space, maybe like three feet above the ground. Okay. Um, I think he would just kind of look more closely at the ground to see if there's anything worthwhile down there, but is more interested in moving on. So not not actively like investigating, but just perceiving. Yeah. So as you uh, start to push forward past the pile of coins, the breathing sound that you had heard and the the pulse that you had felt, it increases. And as you try to enter into that other side of the chamber, you feel rushing water push you backwards and you find yourself back in the uh, center of this ball of a room. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Wheat is just sort of swimming around kind of peacefully, uh, kind of following the edge of this, this circular space. I think I'm going to try and swim closer to it again. Um, but as I approach about where I got pushed mm-hmm. back last time, yep. I'll cast sh- Shape Water Ooh, interesting. to alter the flow of the water. It only... Um, works for like five feet in any direction gotcha so I'm gonna make like a hopefully like get me past like if it's like just a barrier of, of current um yeah so you you do that and uh the water the water calms in front of you you direct the current around you and are able to move forward roughly five feet uh, before hitting the um, other side and it' still again just pushes you back into that little five-foot cube of calm water that you created for yourself. Sick, 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 sick. Um, Okay. And I don't see any other ways out of this room other than the way I came. Nope, 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 nope. Okay. Um, And there's more of that blue crystal in the... Yeah, there's blue crystal in all of the... uh, like, just sort of flecks of it, like, small bits of it are embedded in the um, stone wall all around you. Okay. I don't think this is gonna do anything, but he's gonna move to the wall and just try and get his hand on as much of it as he can and just cast Frostbite, just to, like, try and channel some energy into the... That's interesting. Uh, When you do that, um, you... The the frostbite seems to, like, little bits of ice start forming on seemingly random blue crystals around the room. Like, not directly next to you, necessarily. Just at different random spots. Little spikes of ice uh, burst out. Great. I solved the puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Okay. I don't really want to try teleporting into there, because then I feel like it, if it's current pushing me back out, you know, I'm just shoved out. Huh. Um, HP, any any tips here? I, I can't really ah, get anywhere. My only tip is that, well, not everyone likes wine. You tell me I gotta climb back up there and get that that old line? No, kind of the opposite of is what I'm saying. saying. I don't think I, Daryl, understand what you're <laughs> uh, Roll me a. I, I think I might give you like an extra hint. Roll me an intelligence check. Oh, great. My strongest. <laughs> 13. 13. Um, looking around, you see the gold coins and gold treasures on the uh, bottom of this floor and you feel the gold clinking in your pocket. Hmm. Okay. I reach into my pocket and I pull out the gold and just let it, let it sink to the, the floor. And it slowly spins in the water until it hits the floor, uh, hits the pile and makes a, a soft clink. The breathing, the current that has been present in this room since you entered and present in this whole space, uh, it feels like it changes in intensity and changes in direction. And it pulls you into that dark tunnel ahead. It feels less like you were being moved by the current in this moment and more like you are the current, like you are the Sultan Sea itself. You stop abruptly. You are in a chamber right now. You you think you are. It's large, Uh, you have a sense that there is a large piece of coral or maybe a stalactite near you, but it's so dark here, it's very hard to see. Actually, strike that. Don't you have like a, a thing that lets you see very well? I can see in darkness up to 120 feet. Hell yeah. You can see that there is this very large um, spike near you, in front of you. And a- as you look at that, um, you see a bright glow, the same as the, the glow of the stone outside, start to expand from the center of this chamber that you're in, this massive... Dark space, and it slowly builds and builds, uh, lighting it in a almost blinding blue glow, which reveals a, a crashed ship off to your right, chewed into. The stalactite in front of you moves, as do others that are next to it, and they aren't stone, they aren't coral, they're alive. They are massive claws lifting up. And you realize in this moment that you share this chamber with a great, dread beast. Oh, shit. This creature, it turns to you, blue in the light of the stone at the center of its bed, its nest, its den. But in the daylight, the face of this creature would be white, the vacant eyes, of a dragon's skull stare at you. Anything? No, I think... Yeah, he's just stunned. It nods to you. Your name. It echoes in your mind, leaving a coppery taste on your tongue. Nice, because I'm a copper dragon? Uh, Also because uh, Message (laughs) uses copper. No. Yeah, yeah. Um... My name is John. John. Jonathan. It breathes, and you feel the current lift you up, embrace you, and twirl you around. You have my blessing, Jonathan. Now. Uh, uh, it. John. John. Jonathan. Jonathan? It nods. Of course, Jonathan. Now. I ask something of you. And at that point I'm gonna do a hard cut into the sick outro. How you doing, Daryl? Yeah. Have fun? Man, I'm happy for Jonathan, whoever that is. <laughs> <laughs> Jean Jean's still still looking. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I'm really annoyed that I picked up the gold because in my head I was thinking. I don't have a purpose for this like i was just picking up because just it was, because you're picking up gold but i was like jean's here for a reason like he his idea is to stay down here he doesn't need gold but then i just felt like i should pick it up because everything i've ever done in D has been like loot the bodies <laughs> take all the gold i'm like wow well, yeah take some gold and then yeah. yep the the uh the basic, basically, like, all of that stuff um, ended up there. Well, mm, I have a, I an in-universe reason why that is all there. I don't think it's it's, going to be particularly interesting for listeners, so I'll skip over that. Um, <laughs> there is a reason why there is, like, a pile of uh, the exact stuff you need to have uh, to pay a toll into to go visit this person. Um, oh, I... Okay. I didn't see it as a toll. I was thinking I was prohibited from going in because I had taken my call. Oh. Huh. I wonder if I want to cut that, me saying that, because I, I kind of enjoy people. See, this is why I don't want to, like, answer things that don't come up in yeah, show, I, because I like that interpretation. I thought it was, like, your greed was, like, you. I wasn't worthy because... I was like doing something, taking something for myself, or, or something, something like that. Yeah, that's interesting. That that's that was my first thought when you said like the thing about the gold in my pocket. Gotcha. Because I would not have I would not have thought twice about it otherwise. Gotcha. Well, it's D and D. You you loot you loot bodies sometimes, and that's that's okay. You know, you get you 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 bite a skeleton, you get some get some gold and move forward and they're all better for it. So, uh, Daryl, uh, do you have anything as we, we wrap up this uh, little little arc? Uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug? I'm assuming the answer is no, because I don't think there was anything last time. Um, no, Shadow Aflac. Uh, get an Aflac insurance uh, plan, because <laughs> they give me money, so... <laughs> And we should clarify that you work for them, and not that you're just sponsored by Affleck to guest on podcasts. I mean, kind of. In a way. In a way. Is it a job, a sponsorship? I mean, yeah, that's kind of how. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Um, but uh, do what you want. Um, Affleck's cool. Cool. I'm not an. Don't listen to me. Um, I think I use somebody else, but I'm not going to mention them. Because this is supplemental insurance, so it's fine. You can have both. Oh, you're right, it is supplemental insurance. Yeah. So yeah. I could still get Aflac. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you, listener, could still get Aflac. I think every time we say Aflac, I'm gonna put a duck quacking. Yes, perfect. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I have the official Aflac sound effects if you want those, but I probably should. <laughs> can I legally have those? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> probably not. I have um, I, I, But also like you could have just ripped it from anywhere, you know? That's true. I uh, I have a subscription now, thanks to my sisters. Uh, I have a subscription to a uh, sound effects library, so I should probably just use that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, no shout-outs. No shout-outs. No shout I don't do anything. I don't do anything that people... <laughs> <laughs> <But> now, <laughs> you have value. All right. That felt weird to say, <laughs> All right, well, uh, with that, I think we will wrap things up. Um, If you enjoy Side Character Quest, maybe leave a rating review on places. Tell your friends. You are legally obligated. If you know that somebody plays Dungeons & Dragons and you know that they listen to podcasts, you are legally obligated to tell them to listen to Side Character Quest. It is a requirement. That is true. Also, uh, maybe check out some shows on the Scavengers Network. Um, Podcube is returning um, after a little holiday break on February 2nd, which will be months ago by now, so they probably have so many episodes out. Uh, There's also Spooky Spouses, uh, Amateur Detective Club, uh, lots of things. Timeline Scavengers. Everything is out there for you, waiting. And until next time, as we always say... Let's pitter-patter on out of here. Hell yes! Thanks to the Joy Drops for the use of not drunk as our intro and outro music. Find them at thejoydrops.com You can find us at sidecharacterquest.com at scqpodcast on Twitter or by email at sidecharacterquest at gmail.com the scavengers network creator driven community focused treasured content hey no don't be a dick on the internet that's my shout out (laughs) this is just going to all just be bloop stuff fun fact i had the the radiator was um i turned it on for maybe i don't know uh 3 <laughs> hours yesterday uh yeah. in the morning because it was really <laughs> cold up here and um i haven't had it on since you know i turned it off before like noon yesterday and it was still clanking really loudly mm. um Up until maybe two hours ago. And I I was thinking that I was going to have to. The only way you can stop it from clanking is uh, by turning it back on. And it easily gets this room um, up to like maybe 85, 90 degrees. That's real warm. It's very warm because it's like 20 out. Isn't there a a character on the show that could help you with that? Uh, Yeah. Are you thinking of um, Professor Tucker? Uh I'm thinking of the the uncomfortable voice um that oh you oh do, <laughs> that I believe played <laughs> in a Star Wars yeah, thing. Yeah, that's uh, Grumples uh, Grumples. Yeah. The one that could help out with that. Um it hasn't made an appearance in a while. Yeah. That would have been good. Fix the radiator. Eli has been making bets with me. Um random every year when a Star Wars movie came out, he would make a, a random bet with me about some obscure thing that would probably never happen. So he'd bet a quarter against everything I own, which I own I have a lot of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um that like this thing would happen in the movie. Mm-hmm. And one day it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen one day. But. I I said um in the description I said gills forming on the uh side of your neck. Mm-hmm. Uh but if you like that to be somewhere else like maybe on your abdomen or on your cheeks or whatever uh feel free <laughs> okay no yeah next one next one okay <laughs> all right um um real quick i i just realized i didn't make a bunch of selections for my character <laughs> do you want to go ahead and do that yeah i have to choose like proficiencies and Um, you know, like, investigation that would be helpful, or uh. (laughs) that. Yeah, these are... (sighs) Hello, I'm back. These are all the, like, um, uh, Eldritch invocations that let me, like, cast things for free that make it way easier to be a a warlock. (laughs) Um... So I'm trying to pick ones that would make sense for water things to read. Okay. Your patron gives you a grimoire called Book of Shadows, and you gain this feature: choose three chips from any class spell list. Shape water. What are some What are some cool water things? Water spells. Shape water. I already have that. Frost. Sick. Ty, name a spell. Uh 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 oh, it's mending. Oh shit, that's the one I selected. Okay. <laughs> nice. And this is why you read your character sheets. You're not used to okay. having to actually choose spells as a, usually I just get all of them do do clerics have they have to prepare their spells right at the beginning of the day yeah okay. I fucking love I, I you, you were not there when I played the warlock right mm, I don't think so okay Um I really enjoy playing warlocks they're very fun I've only I've only done it the one time but it was like The fastest I feel like I've ever clicked with a, like, a class. I just, I like the, um, the very limited tool set. Like, it's more limited than even, uh, Sorcerer. So you really have to, like, specialize and know what you're going to be doing. Um, I, I, it was fun. Um, I picked one that lets me see normally in darkness because I feel like that makes sense for people that live underwater. Totally. Um, So it's just 120-foot darkness vision. Cool. Um, The other two I will save as a surprise. (laughs) Pack Boon. um... All of this uh, description that doesn't work when you're Misty stepping through (laughs) this is why I don't write things I this is why. (laughs) this is why it's taken so long to put me on the show (laughs) that's oh no I like it um hour and then you can freeze them so I could have made little like icy handles. hi I have a question yeah legitimate like answer me honestly would you have chosen shape water instead if you had had more time to think about this, if you had looked at it before today? Um, now I'm cool okay. with him doing weird decisions because he's, he doesn't know what he can do. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So like, that was his idea. He's like, I want to freeze. Yeah. What if I could like do a frost? Like, I, don't I, know. I like that. I like that idea. Uh, oh, well, uh, did not work yeah. out. Okay, so you hit... What did you roll? I rolled a uh, non-natural 20. Non-natural 20. Roll with him on the Scavengers Network. That sure hits. Uh, I gather I can't speak to him outside the water. No, you cannot. Do you... Uh, I mean, if you wanted to gesture him up to you, uh, there's uh, those puddles around. Is he a beast? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, more or less. Okay, because I think one of my things is speak with beasts. Stand by. Okay. <laughs> oh no, it's not. I thought about that and then I decided again. Turned it down. That's fair. Anything you want to say? Or, oh, I, if you don't, then I will continue. Just I just wasn't sure if you were. No, down. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you openings. I have a. I have notes in uh in my narration that just say bracket opening uh for when I want to like give a pause in case somebody wants to say something. Because I feel like it's when I, think, I would say. Something. I think. He, but, he would just kind of mutter like oh shit i don't know how i'm going to how i'm going to have its voice but uh we'll see your name oh uh, let me try that again your maybe i'll just talk normal your name your name i really like the idea that maybe um he doesn't get the powers because his name is not Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um cool. Let's see. I okay, if you have any other like wrap up. No, I I I say I, we I figured it. that if if you wanted to do something else in character, we could do it. We could slap it on the end as like a cold out outro and epilogue, uh, post credits. Um so instead we'll we're going to like we can we can chat about show stuff or we can just go straight into uh outro um yeah i don't, I don't have any like yeah, character no. stuff I was, I was just gonna cool. talk about stuff that happened but. close stop